0: This is Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly on Bloomberg Radio. I really feel like he is definitely kind of a family member, part of our gang for yeah, sure, friend of our show. Um, we like to remind everybody, everyone, as you said, Jason, he was last in our studio. Um, back at Bloomberg headquarters. It was on Friday the 13th. It was just before we went into shutdown. March 13th. Yeah, Friday the 13th. (laughs) March 13th, right. And we talked about, you know, how the world was shutting down at that point. And he's been really wonderful to come back to us several times and talk about where our world is. And we've had some really deep and serious conversations uh, with him. Kent Swig is back with us, President at Swig Equities. He joins us on the phone in New York City. We are delighted to have you back with us. How are you?
1: I'm doing well, and it's a pleasure to be back. It's uh, quite a world we still live
2: in. Yeah. It is amazing. I mean, I feel like when we last spoke,
0: he was going to say "see," but we know we haven't. Yeah, seen in a while. We,
2: we saw you in March. We've spoken to you a couple times since then, Ken. And I do wonder. You know, we're talking to you on a day that timing is everything. Where the most read story on the Bloomberg is about New York City landlords. Making some calls, Jeff Blau, among them, to big companies, companies that you know and we know very well, the likes of BlackRock and Blackstone and Goldman Sachs, and basically saying, hey, it would really be great if people were back working in New York City because the economy needs it. Is that going on? What are the conversations you're having and hearing about?
1: Well... First of all, we have to worry about safety and security you know, yeah. for the health of our people. And, and I think Jeff and others are making calls, and rightly so, because we led the pack in New York in really how to work and, and, and close down our, our economy, put everybody into a place where they're safe, and then slowly open back up. So I, I think we led the United States in coming up with a plan. And I think the first thing we did differently than the rest of the U.S. was we recognized there was a problem to have. Um, so that set us up in, into a place where we actually can bring people back to work in a safe environment. Um, so, you know, that's, that's, the, the rest of the nation hasn't done that quite yet. I think they're, they're getting there, but they haven't.
0: Ken, how do we do it, though, in a big office building? Like, I think about, I went back to our Bloomberg headquarters in New York on Monday, and, you know, it's still a very, you know, small group of our team that is back at our headquarters. So, getting in an elevator, I basically had it to myself. Walking around, it's normally, you know, hustling and bustling. You've been at our office. It's it's pretty high energy, lots of people, and we run into each other, and that's kind of what we love. Um it's not that way. So it was easy for me to feel safe and secure. And I know our company is taking incredible precautions to keep us all safe. But I do wonder, you know, just by upping the count, the body count, does that, should we assume that we're going to have some troubles?
1: Well, I think the first thing we what we do differently than some of the others in the nation, um, and we have to continue to do it, is 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 we wear masks, and we do have social distancing. So as we repopulate these buildings, the social distancing portion is going to impact vertical transportation. That's probably the biggest challenge there is, Mm. because you can only put four people or so on an elevator. So everybody stands in the corner. It's like a timeout. We have to look in the corner, and and then it delivers us to our space. Um, And then that, if you end up repopulating a building up to the 50% level that we're allowed to do, that's going to you know, put a a delay in terms of just getting into the building because you're going to have a line and and that line has to be six feet apart for everybody. So when that happens, as we really repopulate, it's 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 that's going to that's going to have an impact uh, on us. Um, In terms of wearing masks and separating in our offices themselves, you know, for our office, for instance, we're staggering the workforce. Um, We have people coming in at different times. Uh, We're trying to avoid, you know, the, the rush hour time. So we're letting people come in later and leave earlier and then work from home, you know, every other day or so. So that that's that's a, a whole program and in, in of itself, but it's certainly a challenge um, and but it, it's what a difference you know when I go in the office, it's unbelievable to start seeing people and working with them and and the energy level the the, the, the creativity and opportunity is is elevated a lot more than sitting at home working you know while you're sheltering in place. So, Kent, as you look back to
2: New York City, one of the things that struck me about that story we referenced at the top of the show that I believe you read as well was this notion that one of the things that landlords are concerned about is not just their own buildings uh, and sort of big fancy banking tenants, but also the just unbelievable number of small businesses that populate. A city like Manhattan. And I mentioned earlier in the show, the place where I go get my shoes fixed or a sandwich or dry cleaning or whatever it is. How worried should we be about those businesses in a place like New York City right now?
1: Well, there, there's no doubt there's a lot of pain and that they've been negatively impacted because everybody is sipping, right? Sheltering in place. So that, that that's an issue. Um, but as we reopen... As we, and certainly when we get a vaccine, you know, in the foreseeable future, those businesses, as people repopulate and re- go you know, back into their homes from, from elsewhere outside New York and businesses start repopulating, those businesses will start coming back rather quickly. The problem is, is how do they make it? during right. this down period of time. And and that's where we need national leadership. You know, we need national leadership from a point of view of health and safety, right? So masks, distancing, and we need to start with the top leader, our president. And then we need Congress and the president to be able to support these companies during the time that we're actually sheltering in place. And and with that, you know, we'll be able to get through this. But without that kind of support on both the health side and, and the the business side with the money we 're going to have a real big problem and and that's and, and that we have to just address um, and the the sooner we start addressing on the national level our health and safety, the faster the businesses come back and i 'll liken it to you know if you have a cut, a really bad cut, and you keep putting a band aid on it all the time it doesn 't stop the bleeding right you have to actually sew it up. Take a rest for a little bit, and then it heals and Right now we keep applying band aids to the problem we 're not suturing it up and by suturing it up, I mean we in the hot spots around the nation, we have to all go and shelter in place and then get get the covid under control and then reopen back up and New York did that. We went through a very painful period of time to do that, and we 're slowly opening back up and, and and we need now to continue with some of the national Uh, financial support of the small businesses because it's not it's not fair to be able to to do this and if they go out permanently it's just going to damage our economy even more so it's like midas used to say right you can pay me now or pay me later paying now and getting this over with is going to be a better solution than just slowly putting on band-aids and and not not closing up the cut
0: Kent, so what's going on in terms of Washington? Why is it? Is it just, a, is it just a, a matter of kind of lobbying dollars, and that's why small business just doesn't get the same recognition in Washington, especially when you know, you know, we all do. Anybody who follows markets and the economy, we talk about the importance of small business. It is the American economy, and yet here we are.
1: Well, I think both, frankly, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party, both both in the, con- the Congressional parties want to do something to sell, to save this nation. The problem is, truthfully, that we've got a leader that on February 16th was still calling this a Democratic hoax. And there's a lot of fear in the Republican Party to go against their leader. And, and we need, if we had a different leader, frankly, who, or, or a leader now that would acknowledge there is a problem, and that we have to fix it and, and ask for cooperation from both parties. I think the Republican Party, frankly, would love to compromise and to, and to go forth and put, put good programs in to protect the nation. But they're getting tons of mixed singles. And, and you, you know, there's a the fear of crossing our president. So, you know, while I'm trying to be nonpartisan, it, it, it's, that's really one of the big problems. I mean, when, when the flag goes up in America... I don't think there's a congressperson or senator that doesn't get goosebumps. Now, when they go implement solutions, there's a lot of conversation and a lot of dis- and, and disagreement. That's okay. But, but we all need to acknowledge there's a problem. Yeah. And, and until that time, we're, unfortunately, we're in the same place we were six months ago, five months ago. Um, so we have to just acknowledge it do something about it on a national basis with national leadership, and we'll get through this. There will be ultimately a vaccine. Right. We will be going back to work, but we have to pay for the population to be able to get through that program. And and without national leadership from the top, it's very difficult to do that because people don't want to, on the Republican side, go against the leader who's, right. who's not acknowledging a problem.
2: So, Kent, just about 90 seconds left here. What do you do as as an investor? what do you do as a developer? What do you do as someone who has made more than a good living uh, in this business and understanding and surviving through lots of cycles? What do you do right now?
1: can I tell great question and, and here 's what you do one, you have problems you 've got to address the problems and you have to work with your companies but two. I've got to tell you, there's a Chinese character that says crisis and opportunity. It's, about, it's the same character. This is one of the greatest opportunities we've ever seen. And I'm going to get, I'll give you a little story. There's a, a movie that came out in July in, and, and um, called Unsubscribed. And this is unbelievable. These two filmmakers, junior people, went out and said they want to be the number one uh, grossing movie in all of Hollywood during the COVID times in July. So they ended up back in May and June and made, it, made a 45-minute Zoom meeting, a, a movie, and they put it out and they rented out West Hampton Theater and they grossed $25,000 and became... You know recognized and submitted the largest grossing movie for that week, and they won so here 's twenty five thousand dollars by the way the the year prior to that was four hundred and thirty four million for that week right. so the point of this is that there is incredible opportunity. And, and ingenuity in our American population, and what, what how you succeed is you have to deal with the problems, but at the same time take a piece of your time and a piece of your money and look for that opportunistic uh, opportunistic um, 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 business. And these guys did it, and right. so it, it's it's uplifting and it's wonderful because they figured out a way to do something incredible that they're they're on the you know they're on rank with Steven Spielberg. Yeah. So in
2: the midst of that's all of this, what you have
1: to do to survive yeah. here, you know.
2: All right. Well, great to catch up with you. As always, Kent Swig, come back and see us. And hopefully we'll be seeing you in person before too long. President of Swig Equities, joining us on the phone from Long Island.